All right, we are live. Good morning, everyone, and happy Saturday. And I just finished a really awesome workshop with Brittany and Dr. Joel Kahn. He was our special guest in the Healing Kitchen. If you'd like to learn more, check out drmarvis.com and click Healing Kitchen. We have live experts every month, and it was been amazing. Next week, we have Vince Roundtree. Then we have Dr. Clapper. We have Kim Campbell coming on. So, and some other good stuff. We're building our community. Uh, we get recipes. We meet live every Wednesday with Brittany and I. We, we, we cook together. We answer medical questions and some other good stuff. I'm going to be doing deep live or deep uh, training workshops on different topics each month. You'll get a, an ebook regarding the workshop as well. And so, yeah, check it out. Healing Kitchen and uh, the price will be going up uh, next month. And so if you want to get in now, this is the best time to join. So. Um, but our topic was heart health, of course, and in specifics, uh, the high cholesterol. We learned amazing amounts. And my really, I think the most thing I really enjoy is talking about blood sugars. <laughs> and so I really just want to kind of speak to cholesterol and blood sugars today, because I think there are some interesting questions that I get um, regarding the different mechanisms. So I have some notes here um, just to like to share with you. So you know, if you think about it, high blood sugars often seen, obviously, with diabetes, pre-diabetes, um, and even people who may not even have an elevated A1C may still have high, you know, blood sugars after eating certain foods. And we're hitting above 200 uh, many times. So that's again where the CGM comes into play. I have a CGM here, um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. But you can have an effect on cholesterol levels and your overall lipid metabolism, um, which can obviously lead to atherosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries. Um, but, you know, remember atherosclerosis is built up of fats, cholesterol, and other substances inside the artery walls. And that's why you get that quote unquote stiffening. Um, there's not a full understanding of all the mechanisms, but it's kind of complex, but I can tell you what we do know. And so basically you get number one, altered lipid metabolism, right? So high blood sugars can lead to insulin resistance. And that's where the body cells don't effective, effectively use insulin. And then um, insulin resistance um, results in increased fatty acid production, right? And altered lipid metabolism. And then that in turn can lead to an increase in what they call VLDL or very low density lipoprotein cholesterol. And then consequently, it will lead to um, the LDL being elevated, which is your quote unquote bad cholesterol. And both of these can lead to further development of atherosclerosis. Then of course, elevated blood sugars can increase triglycerides. So you can get elevated triglycerides from consuming like sugary beverages, processed grains, processed foods, things like that, a high saturated fat diet. Um, and now these high blood sugars and its resistance often lead to those high triglycerides levels, which can also contribute to the hardening and narrowing of the arteries. And then secondarily, it can lead to what we call glycation of the lipoproteins. So um, persistent high blood sugars can lead to the binding of the sugar to the lipoproteins or what we call the glycation process. So that basically changes their structure and function. And the glyc, uh, excuse me, the glycated lipoproteins are then more susceptible to oxidation. So we've all heard about oxidized LDL, which can be particularly dangerous. So it's like giving someone who's a trained soldier now, uh, you know, an arsenal of ammo and guns to, to be even more dangerous. So think of it that way. Um, then of course, elevated blood sugars increase inflammation and they cause, um, 
endothelial dysfunction. So those are the lining inside the arterial walls. So that causes inflammation and it makes them more prone to accumulate cholesterol deposits. So we want to keep inflammation down by decreasing um, the blood sugar spikes and the elevated, chronically elevated blood sugars. Um, and remember the um, endothelial is a very delicate one cell layer inside those um, arteries. So we want just want to be very, very cognizant of what we're doing there. And that's where you can also measure things like um, HSCRP or highly sensitive CRP to see where your inflammatory markers are. Um, again, just some other, there's many other tests you can do to see where your current disease heart, uh, excuse me, the current state of your heart diseases. It may be zero as if we do a coronary artery and calcium score, which is fantastic. Um, Dr. Khan also spoke to doing an ultrasound of the carotid arteries and looking at those two in conjunction with your numbers and risk factors and diet and lifestyle, you have to look at the person as a whole as, as to whether you're okay to continue and, and do what you're doing, or maybe medication would be appropriate. Sometimes there's certain supplements like berberine, uh, bergamot, things like that. Um, there's another thing here called um, adipokine imbalance. So basically, um, adipose tissue, which is your fat tissue, uh, secretes the ad, um, adipokines and these regulate lipid metabolism and inflammation. So high blood sugar and insulin resistance can alter their production and then further contributing to dyslipidemia or abnormal lipid levels. Um, and of course you just have your genetics and lifestyle, right? So, um, it's really important to note, and Dr. Khan really spoke to today of having patients come in who were following a very strict whole food plant-based diet and still struggling to get their total cholesterol under 200. And that's where we just really need to look at your genetics and then look at overall risk factors. And that's where additional testing may be indicated, such as the, you know, excuse me, the carotid ultrasound to see if there's any thickening or any plaque occurring here, which obviously would indicate a higher risk for stroke or a coronary RDM calcium score, which is a very brief CT scan of the heart arteries. I've had mine done. Um, it is zero. <laughs> and I had it done recently. So uh, especially for people who are, are older, uh, over 45 or 50, that can be a very helpful test as well. And then there's some additional tests like a CT angiogram, which can look for soft plaques and some other things. So again, it's all in the context of your overall current state of health, your current lifestyles. Are you exercising? Do you have sleep apnea? What is your diet? Um, are you on other medications? Do you have diabetes? You know, other risk factors. And again, genetics, there were some genetic um, tests that we can do that he also mentioned, which was really interesting. Um, we spoke about the portfolio diet, all sorts of interesting stuff. And there's even some uh, subs, excuse me, supplements that you want to be very careful of. Um, and specifically ones that he doesn't uh, recommend using and neither do I, it's called the plant sterols. And um, the plant sterols can actually lower, quote unquote, your numbers, but then they can actually act like cholesterol in your bloodstream. If it gets into your blood and actually can be incorporated into plaques. So you want to be very careful about that. So um, again, we'll just go over real quickly. You have uh, insulin resistance causing issues with um, altered lipid metabolism and increased triglycerides, glycation of the lipoproteins, inflammation and endothelial dysfunction, um, and the adipokine imbalance, and then of course your genetics and lifestyle. So um, we have those things that how high blood sugar really needs to be paid attention to. 
And with a third of Americans um, either pre-diabetic or diabetic, and many of them don't even realize um, that they are pre-diabetic or diabetic, it's very concerning. And I can think, you know, as, as a whole, we're walking down that path of even more and more people at an earlier age developing insulin resistance. And there's actually even some insulin resistance testing you can do. Uh, you can get that through Quest or LabCorp. Your doctor could order it. Um, there's other ways you can check it um, as well. On a there's a I believe it's called the um, yes the Cardio IQ test from Quest. If it has, you can add on the insulin resistance score. And I believe LabCorp. Can't remember the exact name of the test and the number, but you can order um, the insulin resistance. And sometimes that's elevated prior to even seeing like an A1C being elevated um, or other indications of um, glucose being an issue in elevated glucose. So let's say that your A1C is like 5.4 or 5.6. Um, you're going to be heading in that in direction already of insulin resistance. You might see that when you do your insulin resistance score that it's elevated above optimal. And so that's a really great time to really start incorporating lifestyle changes because many, many times you can improve your insulin resistance just with a whole food plant-based diet, low saturated fat, exercise, good sleep, literally those three things. If I can get someone to eat a whole food plant-based diet, at least lean more towards plants, improve their movement daily and get better sleep, many things will improve. Um, and of course, stress can also have an effect on blood sugar. And we've certainly seen that. Um, I had an example uh, because I'm doing glucose mastermind right now that I watched a movie about world war two. And for some reason that really affected me. I, I love history, but I started reading about articles about world war two. And this was getting later in the evening as getting close to my bedtime. And typically my blood sugars are in the low seventies, high sixties when I'm sleeping, M my blood sugar that night, when I looked at the CGM the next morning, and by the way, I woke up from a nightmare of World War II that evening, uh, my blood sugar actually climbed to 120, which usually doesn't happen unless I've eaten something. And then it just precipitously dropped afterwards. So the only thing that I can think of is it was responding to my dreams because um, I hadn't eaten three hours prior to bed. So my blood sugars were lower. Um, so I, I think it was the stress of the movie, which was fascinating. Um, but uh, anyway, that was um, a very interesting thing to learn and was a great share that we had um, with each other in the Glucose Mastermind. So hope that makes sense. So basically, all I'm basically saying is high blood sugars will elevate your cholesterol in a variety of manners, uh, increases inflammation, and it's just something we need to be paying attention to. So those processed foods, the the white rolls, the even white potatoes can cause an issue if they're not mixed in with other things like your non-starchy vegetables, beans, and legumes, whole grains, things like that. So um, some things to pay attention to everyone. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. And I'm off to run nine miles in preparation for my half marathon in November in Boston. And so I'll keep you updated there. So you guys have a great rest of your day. If you have any questions or other topics you'd like me to focus in on, uh, please do. And yeah, I hope that was helpful. Have a good day. Oh, okay.